Welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we got a lot of information thanks to the weekly stream on Mixer from Sea of Thieves. We got our developer update. I'm going to cover the patch notes. We got a rowboat video, an idea for a chest, the captain's log, the first mate's log, and we even got some spoiler territory. That plus I want to talk a lot about how I feel about the new inventory system as well as my thoughts on the UI implementation. Also, I got challenged to eat a banana pirate style. First up on today's docket, patch 1.2.4 is live. This brings us the new Bilge Rat Adventures of the Cursed Cruise. Now this is going to be the first introduction to Cursed Cannonball. So first off, let me kind of go over the patch notes and then I'll talk about a little bit about these commendations. So the limited time items for the campaign for Cursed Sales are now gone. I hope everyone got a chance to do that. You had a month. You had a month to get in there. I hope you got them. The Kraken is back and we actually found out that it took some time to get her to figure out how to hug a brigantine but she can indeed attack brigantines so any of you crews out there in three person ships uh beware because you could be attacked with a kraken there was a commendations requirement rebalance that actually caused a bug that was causing commendations to pop every time you turn something in i noticed this the first day we were sailing around and we would sail around with a voyage and we would get a commendation we're like huh that's strange we don't actually i I didn't actually get that commendation now i got that a while back that's kind of strange so hopefully you guys have gotten past that. Hopefully all the commendations have stopped popping. But I have noticed that a lot of the commendations are a lot easier to achieve. So I think that coupled with the increase in merchant crates being available and the price being increased for those is really going to help a lot of the folks that are struggling with merchant alliance reputation to get out there and start actually doing some of those voyages. That plus the message in a bottles that give you the opportunities. Just find those, grab them. With the new inventory system, it's easier than ever to start stocking up on supplies for those crates and I'll get into the to the inventory system at, a, at a, an opportune time but right now I just want to cover the patch notes so uh, the cursed cannonballs that are now in this patch have 11 different types and most of them are the same ones that we had during the curse sales which was going on for last month so I don't know, feel like I need to cover those guys you guys should know those really well the two that we got that you should know about are the balanced ball and the peace ball the peace ball is really nice uh, this one is one if you're caught off guard uh, use it to raise all the cannons on the ship that's actually attacking to you this will give you that opportunity to kind of rebalance the engagement if they catch you you can always reset this entire thing just shoot a peace ball at them if it hits it will totally turn up all of their cannons they'll have to readjust those and that can take some time the other one the ballast ball is probably the most powerful cursed cannonball i think is in the game right now what it does is it basically lowers any ship deeper into the water artificially so imagine you're fighting a galleon and you're able to get a bunch of body shots but those body shots are mid-deck. Mid-deck can now be below deck if you hit them with a ballast ball. So light them up. Throw as many cannonballs as you can at them. Fill as many holes in the mid-deck as you can and then save that ballast ball for last because as soon as you hit it, their ship will sink into the water and that water will start to pour into those holes in the mid-deck causing the ship to sink even faster. It's really amazing. I I can't believe this is even in the game, but those things are going to be really, really useful, especially for solo sloopers who like taking on gas 
medallions. Uh, that's it's almost almost game breaking at this point. That's going to cover it as far as the cannons. Uh, I do want to let you know with the cursed crews, we did get the Reaper's Mark, and there there's some problems with the Athena's voyages right now. So if if anyone's been playing for the last few days, you've you've probably noticed this. There are a lot of Athena pirate legends out there who are really bored because you can't feed pigs, and I think they may have fixed that, but you couldn't feed pigs at the time. If the, if they have fixed it by the time you're hearing this, then great. But they couldn't it wouldn't proc the second part of the quest for an Athena's fortune voyage and that was always the the one where you got the legends chest so there's been a lot of disgruntled pirate legends out there high level pirate legends that coupled with some of the things going on with the interface has just really brought on this storm a storm of contention amongst the community that I haven't seen since not my pirate legend hashtag that that's probably the last time I've seen them this upset I mean sure people were upset about the timing for the curse sales because not everyone could make it but that was fixed and we had a hot fix for this the inventory system which I'm gonna get into later because I want to take some time is it's it's amazing just how people how many people are upset about this um so with the pirate legends running around with the reapers mark you have to be extra careful because some of the commendations require you to finish voyages flying the reapers mark flag and while you may not be looking for for a PvP engagement, it still puts you on the map, and that's going to cause a lot of bored pirates to come after you. So try and pick low-level voyages if you can. If someone's with you that is low level, that'll help you get those out because you need one to get one commendation and then five to get the legendary one. That being said, the cursed cannonballs, as usual, are split up into two groups. You've got the green ones that affect people and uh, skeletons, and then you've got the purple ones that affect ships, regardless of who's manning them. The green ones, be cautious of, because they will cause friendly fire. Uh, I found this out the hard way when we started using some of the snooze balls to hit skeletons that we were doing on an Order of Souls mission, and I thought I was going to have free reign as soon as these skeletons got hit. Not the case. I actually ended up falling asleep. Uh, same thing with the Jig one, same thing with the Venom one. They all have the same properties, regardless of who is in a crew or who's not in a crew everyone gets affected by these cursed cannonballs that's just kind of the nature of cursed objects i guess so that being said the if you can find someone who's friendly that you can use the ship the purple ones on great even if you just find a ship that's docked somewhere the cursed cannonballs don't actually cause any damage if you're not big into pvp you can always go out to the cursed ships the skeleton ships you can tell they're out there by looking in the sky for a flat for a, a cloud and this cloud is going to indicate that the those cursed skeleton ships are in those in that sea, so it'll either be one of the three seas. Uh, so the wilds, the shores of plenty, or the ancient isles, they'll be out there, and you can summon them just like you would during the campaign, although right now I'm pretty burnt out on them, so I'm kind of staying away. But the way you can tell is there's a giant cloud in the sky, and the sky cloud looks like a galleon kind of breaching over, cresting over a, a wave. It looks like it's sailing to Never Never Land, personally, and it kind of reminds me of the Almond Beard airs. And I'm kind of glad because uh, during the Mixer stream, we found out that this was kind of Mike's way to put in a reference to uh, Peter Pan and, and uh, uh, Never Never Land. And I always thought that was great because Captain Hook is probably one of my favorite pirates in the, the pirating genre. Uh, that being said, if you just see a ship, maybe it's just spawned in, you can always sail by and hit them with different cursed balls if you're not uh, too or if you're not too keen on doing PvP. They don't cause damage. It's just kind of like, okay, that happened, and then you get your commendations. Now, if you're the blood you're for the, the cutthroat, bloodthirsty pirates, 
then you're going to really love these because you're going to be able to disable ships that are on the run. You're going to be able to have a lot better engagement with other ships and you're going to be able to catch people off guard. In fact, I'll, I'll kind of get into it a little bit later, but uh, one of the parts of my story tonight is going to cover my experience with these cursed cannonballs with probably one of the bloodthirstiest crew I've ever sailed with. And I love sailing with them because they bring out the PvP or in me. So... Moving on to the rest of the patch notes. Uh, we did get a quick menu system. This quick menu system can be accessed the way you would normally access your voyages or your reputation. So hitting tab or hitting the menu button. Now, right now, the equipment comes first and then the resources and then you get your reputation and then you get your voyages. That being said, there's already word from Mike Chapman that the equipment and resources tabs are going to be swapped. And that's great because it's a quick access point for us to be able to grab cursed cannonballs. Right now, the only way to access cursed cannonballs when you have them in your inventory is through that resource tab. Uh, or if you have a hotkey for your cannonballs, say if it's left on the D-pad or uh, hitting the, the four or five, I can't remember right now if it's the four or five, I think it's the four key on computer, uh, you can actually cycle between the normal and cursed cannonballs. So that's a quick way to do it. That being said, Again, Mike has stated that in a, a large, a large forum post, he went in to mention that the cursed cannonballs are going to be mixed in the way you would have a. So we're going to get. A, sorry, let me back up a step. We're going to get a radial for the cannon. We don't know when this is coming, but we know that they're working on it. And it's going to be a quick access radial, similar to voyages and equipment. But it's going to operate like the voyages. So if you have a cursed cannonball in your inventory, the normal cannonballs will probably be in the top noon position. And then the cursed cannonball types will cycle clockwise around that radial. Very much in the same way that if you have uh, voyages and you uh, complete most of the voyages and then you have messages in a bottle, those voyages will appear in the most recent uh, acquired slots. And then if you pick up a voyage and it populates the rest of your wheel, it will populate those after the message in a bottle quests, which can I just take a, a quick moment rare? I know this. I know you guys are just jam packed with stuff that you're working on right now, and I know that I, I've even made, I've I've made a big ask and called out something that I thought needs attention, uh, and I know that it takes time and energy to get that stuff worked on. But if there was a way to cancel messages in a bottle, that would be great. I know this is a hard ask because right now the voyages tab is the only way that you can even cancel a voyage. You have to go into the menu button and you have to hit tab. You have to go over to voyages and you actually have to click it or select it and then cancel it. You can't do that from the quick access, but the messages in a bottle don't actually show. They're not actually represented on anything to be able to access. And I hope that at some point that even if it's just a quick fix, being able to cancel those through the radial would be nice. Having them populate in the voyage tab would be nice. Here's my dream. My dream is every time you pick up a message in a bottle, you have to physically pick it up. And the only way you can actually check it out is if you take it to the captain's table and you're able to implement it the way you would a voyage. So you have to physically pick up this message in a bottle. You have to physically take it back to the ship. I know I'm repeating myself and you have to physically put it on the captain's table and as soon as you do that it's going to be a pretty good reward I, i'm talking like a, an athena's level high level 
message in a bottle. And this can be this can vary anywhere between 30 rank to 50 rank for for voyage quality, but at least that way it's a tangible item. And I know that's I know that's effort and I have a feeling that's what they wanted when they initially put in this system. And for right now they're just doing a quick access thing like a resource. But I would love to be able to pick up a message in a bottle and physically take it back to the ship to check it out and see what it was and then have it be like a handwritten thing that you can actually see and then it'll actually pop in to turn into an actual voyage on your radio. So to kind of go back to the Bill's Rad Adventure, uh, I talked a little bit about how to deal with getting the ship-to-ship cursed cannonballs taken care of. Now, the best way you're going to want to do the skeleton commendations, the ones, and these have to be against skeletons, it's very specific in the in the text about this, that you probably want to go to an area that has a lot of small islands. You want to do Order of Souls, and you generally want to have your ship parked decently far away from the island. Using the small islands as a way to easily gather each skeleton wave you'll then want to bring them down to the beach so that they're easily shot and anyone that's done solo slooping or duo slooping is very familiar with this technique I, I don't really need to explain it too much to those of you that are familiar with it but for those of you that are fresh to the game you're jumping in and you're interested in just trying to figure this out it's great to grab have someone be bait basically just like a zombie wave uh, except it's skeletons take them down to the beach and have someone ready a cannonball in the cannon that is the curse ball that you want to use so you've already got it then select your cannonballs and have those ready that way you're not using multiple curse cannonballs when you don't need to because you can have more than just the one you can have up to 99 for just one slot that being said don't waste them on multiple waves try and instead prep it and then get regular cannonballs in 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 case you need to fire upon the the waves of skeletons wipe them out quickly because they do need to be affected by the curse for them to count towards the 200 and that's when you're going to get the big boost in the i believe it's 50 doubloons that's uh, almost two levels worth of reputation right there so that's really the best way to do it anytime you have a big island it's not going to be as rewarding and it's not going to be as easy to gather those unless it's on an island where you know the spawn is going to be close to the beach there's not many of those out there so keep an eye out for the small ones especially messages in a bottle those can be great ways to use smaller islands that still have two maybe four skeleton captains and try not to do waves that have skeleton captains because the captains always take longer to kill if you waste a cannonball on a on a cursed captain captain wave where there's four captains and you don't kill them, then you might as well have not even have done done the curse cannonball because it, it's it's not going to benefit you at that point. So make sure you're using them on weak skeletons. Make sure you're using them on them on as many skeletons as possible, and try to get the wave done in one uh, group of regular cannonballs per curse. All right, next up on today's docket, let's cover the rowboat video that we got with John and Shelley Preston. This was really kind of cool. A few things came up with this video that gave us some insight to how the rowboat works. So keep in mind that all of the input commands are based on a prototype in a completely different engine. So we don't know until it's actually released whether or not this is exactly how things are going to work with the current rowboat that we're getting in Forsaken Shores. But that being said, 
the way to row it is going to be used with the controller. You're going to be basically be doing the left and right trigger to move the oars independently. The left and right bumpers are going to be how you brake, and then B is how you're going to actually disengage with the row, rowboat oars. For PC, this would probably translate to the left and right clicks to move the oars, and the Q and E to brake, and then X to stop. There's also going to be a storage container in this rowboat, which is kind of a nice way to gather supplies on the sh on the the rowboat while you're out at, at an island. And keep in mind, this is going to be something that you can use anywhere in the world. This isn't just strictly for Forsaken Shores. A lot of people are trying to remind themselves that, or are basically thinking that, you know, you're only mostly going to be using the rowboat in Forsaken Shores. Yeah, we're going to spend a lot of time there, but we're going to be doing other stuff as well. So having a place to gather multiple supplies, especially since they're reviewing the limits on what players can carry, the, the 10 cannonballs, the five planks, and the five bananas, they are taking a look at that and seeing if that's something that needs to be adjusted so that being said you can store up to roughly 1200 things in the or 1200 items in well okay so let me let me talk about the barrels i guess at this point i need to explain that a little bit better but we got the new barrel system and the new barrel system basically shows us that each barrel has 12 slots each slot can stack one item up to 99 times so if you have uh one banana barrel that banana barrel will not be limited to 100 bananas you'll be able to stack in 12 stacks of 99 which i'm just going to round it up to 1200 it's it's going to be a few less than that but i'm not going to i'm not going to for for ease of speaking 1200 items per barrel so if you go with 11 different cursed cannonballs plus the normal cannonball you can have one stack of cannonballs the regular cannonballs and then 11 stacks of 99 of each cursed cannonball so with the rowboat you have a storage place there's there's four seats on the rowboat the person rowing two people in the middle and the one person in the back that's probably going to be your heavy lucky pirate who will be sitting on the storage compartment and the storage compartment is going to be available to anyone but if the ship gets if the rowboat gets damaged in any way or you forget to take it with you you lose those supplies so just be aware of that when you actually start getting the you're going to be able to find them anywhere in the world they're mostly going to be tied up onto docks or uh, on the actual beach uh, we're not sure how you actually get them into the water uh, they haven't actually showed us that because as it is we always interact with a stationary object we never actually interact with a moving object unless it's something that we're physically moving ourselves so we can't close doors we can't open windows we can't uh uh, what's, what am I thinking of? We can't like rattle the, the ladder on the, on the ship. So moving the rowboat from land to the water is going to be interesting. I want to know how that interaction works. Uh, I'm, I'm also curious if that means that we can actually pull the rowboat ashore so that we can actually pull it up out of the water to more easily stock stuff. It's kind of interesting that they decided to go with four people for the rowboat. I, I like it because currently you can only have four people maximum for a ship so it makes sense that way but the way i imagine the rowboat is it was just going to be a vessel that you could be on and if you were on it you'd be subject to being knocked off of it say if the ship was hit with a shark now if a ship bumps into the rowboat it may cause damage in the rowboat and the rowboat will probably have a mesh on it that will indicate that it can take damage but i'm wondering if that's damage from running into something if that's damage from uh cannonballs or if that's even something that can be damaged by sharks 
And that being said, since you can't fall off of it, it does make it a lot safer to use as something that you can travel to and from the ship with. Uh, you just have to be very cautious about debris uh, that you can either run into yourself or actually gets uh, hurled at you, whether it be lava, rocks, or cannonballs. Uh, you, I think that's about it as far as the rowboat. You can, you can pretty much just start working out like what you want to do with these. The thing that I'm curious about is how do you put barrels, uh, powder, keg, powder keg barrels and, and merchant items on it if you have full a full rowboat. Say, say four people are on the rowboat. How do you get kegs on there? Is it just going to be something that you accept as clipping through people? Uh, if that's the case, is is it going to be easier or harder to engage with the... Is it going to be harder to, to like sit down to, to be able to do that? Also, I'm curious to know if a person... Uh, is sitting in the or in the in the or position where they can actually control the rowboat. If they are trolling you, is that something that you can brig them for? Can you brig a person on the rowboat and have them get locked up into the ship uh, brig? At which point you'd have access to the to the actual rowboat to be able to move it where you want. That's one of those things that's going to be kind of cumbersome with the open cruise. I don't think this is going to be a problem or even a concern unless somebody's just kind of playing, you know, if they're hazing their friend. But it's it's one of those things that I'm going to be thinking about as we kind of go along. And with the inventory system, uh, I, I'm I'm going to hold off on going into the community thoughts about that right now. But I, I do have an interesting idea that I want to talk about. <laughs> All right, so the idea for the new chest that I have is based around the idea of this new inventory system that's been presented to us. So having a, a, a barrel or a crate being available to us to not only get items that are just like the standard items that we have, like cursed cannonballs, cannonballs, planks, and, and uh, bananas. We know that we're going to be getting more food types. We know that we're going to be getting eventually different types of ammo. We know that they can put different items in there like uh, voyages. So that'll be interesting as well. I'd like to take this opportunity to offer up a suggestion that the chests we get from gold hoarders be made available for any pirate to open and take what's inside. And this isn't a new idea for a lot of people, but because we have this new inventory system, it actually gives us this ability to loot gold from gold hoarder voyages. And the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up is because say you are a pirate legend and you don't want to grind Athena's voyages or you do want to grind Athena's voyages with your other pirate legend friends. Well, the reputation doesn't really offer much to you, and you want to get gold because that's how you're going to be buying most of your cosmetics. So with the new chest, all of the gold is available right then and there. And once you've hit level 50 with the gold hoarder reputation, one of the rewards of being a level 50 gold hoarder is that the gold hoarder clan actually gives you a skeleton key and this skeleton key can then be used to open up gold hoarder chests so you have an opportunity now do you take a larger cut of gold but no reputation since you aren't turning it into the actual gold representative or do you turn it in like you normally would and get reputation that you aren't prestiged with and then take the lesser, take the normal amount of gold. Most pirates are going to want to take the actual gold, especially if it's much 
larger sum than you would get normally from a gold hoarder because right now the chests unless you're actually getting a stronghold chest or a captain's chest uh not a captain's chest excuse me the the skeleton cursed cruise uh ship chests those ones those are about on par with most cursed chests whether it be the curse of sorrows or the curse of a thousand grogs those are those are kind of the high high tier chests that we have right now most of the chests you're going to get at level 50 are going to be captains and marauders so being able to take a marauders and get the value of a little bit more than an average captains or taking a captains and getting a little more average than a cursed chest is going to be a lot better for pirates at that high level that don't necessarily need the reputation we don't care about the reputation we don't even see it and if we're with other pirates that are in the same position then the gold is going to be a lot more valuable and once we've hit level 50 with the gold hoarders aren't we aren't we at that point where possibly we could prestige and kind of start at a low level and start getting higher paid tiers of gold getting you know our our level one from 50 after prestiging is going to be starting out with castaways that are valued at seafarers and seafarers that are valued at marauders and marauders that are valued at captains and so on and so forth and you can continue prestiging your levels to get higher and higher levels of uh, value in, in in these chests because that's that's really the main thing for a lot of the pirates that are uh, pirate legend is we want more to do well if we prestige then we'll get higher quality things but then we'll start getting the lower level items that we still need for our commendations so i didn't even think about this when i was writing it up but having a prestige system would actually work really well for pirate legends looking to grind out those low level items for their commendations and it would give them something to do without needing to necessarily revamp how we do more voyages or adding new stuff for for pirate legends it'd basically be the same thing just kind of starting from scratch and getting higher rewards for the lower level items because we've already been through that grind of 1 to 50. I would be willing to do that. Um, this also uh, presents an interesting system for us to be able to take gold from a chest and possibly put it into, say, a coin purse, something that I've seen in-game at some of the different equipment shops. They offer, well, they don't really offer this, but I see it in the background. You know, every everyone's probably seen a, a pineapple or a mango or different different things in the shops that are, are in the game as assets, but not something that's tangible. One of the things that we have in there are coin purses, uh, just leather pouches. To be able to take a coin pouch and put a certain amount of gold in it that's kind of cool to be able to leave those around in the world for people if say you want to be generous or to use them in trade for items that you don't normally get value from so say that you have a bunch of gunpowder barrels and you're just out there and you want to sell those you can actually sell those to someone who's looking to actually get those and that is something that they said that they wanted to do is they wanted to have ways that you could buy supplies well why why buy them from npcs why not try and sail up to other ships with a particular flag in peace to show that you have stuff that you want to sell and this actually kind of goes into a merchant uh kind of role that i know super pack from the player one podcast wants really bad he wants to be able to sail around and sell wares to other pirates in a merchant vessel that can't be attacked or or at least is heavily armored or, you know pacifies people once he gets into range and basically the the transaction is he goes out gets the items and then he sells the items to people for in-game currency that way you're not actually doing anything outside what would be considered 
considered the terms of service, and it's providing a function for people that aren't heavily into PvP while helping balance some of the economy in the game right now. Because right now, a lot of the people that grind the higher level stuff, they've got a lot of gold and not much to spend it on, which is why we're getting these Pirate Legend tier items at 500,000 apiece. And, you, they're, and they're gated by level. Not every pirate legend is gonna have that, but if a pirate legend wants to go out and get more gold, then having a new chest that you can open yourself with a with a prestige coin, or a, not a coin, uh, a prestiged skeleton key would then give you the opportunity to get more gold while sacrificing the reputation. And whoever's in your crew loses that reputation too. So if you've got someone that's uh, close to being level 50, but they don't mind, they wanna have that gold, then they're willing to sacrifice the reputation for the safe getting sake of getting a larger cut of gold oh i think that got that all that's that's like two or three ideas all in one not all of them are are wholly mine i didn't think of all of them but just thinking about like the coin purse the types of chests and then um prestiging with the uh, the levels those are kind of things that i just kind of rolled around on today to to kind of mush out into something that i could turn into an idea so hopefully you liked it let me know what your feedback is on that i'm curious to know what do you think w would you be willing to sacrifice reputation even if you're not Pirate Legend, to get a larger cut of gold, knowing that, say, like Forsaken Shores is coming up and we're probably going to be getting a lot of cosmetics. In fact, we're, we're more than certain going to be getting some cosmetics for that that you'll want to buy. Now's the time to start grinding out that reputation or grinding out that gold instead of trying to get the reputation. And then that way, when Forsaken Shores is out and you're actually done doing your grinding, then you've got uh, tons and tons more time. You can actually work on your reputation to get back up to the level where you, you want to eventually hit that pirate legend or maybe you just want to prestige all of the level 50s start from scratch but get the next tier up value for the lower tier item and that way you can start working on commendations all right fourth item on today's docket i want to cover what happened with the sea of thieves weekly stream now this is a stream that is going to be going on every tuesday i don't have the times offhand uh but i know that that this is going to be something that's going to be happening about midday for most of the people in america uh it's going to be five to seven ps or bst bst british standard time so it's going to be uh respectively five hours sooner than that for east coast and then eight hours for west coast uh just kind of you'll have to work that out i'm sorry right now um trying to get this all done <laughs> it's getting late uh so okay so we're getting the streams every tuesday um right now it's john mcfarlane mike chapman and andy preston with a special guest this week it was the first week and we got lena axios uh from mixer she's a really big streamer over there i just don't i'm not familiar with her but since having watched this i've actually followed her and, and tried to keep up with uh, her goings on i think she was actually at pax this weekend so moving into what we found out we again this was one of those mixers where Mike sat down and started to, to play and then try and answer questions as we went along. Thankfully, John was there to kind of moderate the chats because they were actually streaming on YouTube, Twitch, and Mixer. And so trying to cover those three chat rooms, uh, picking out questions that seemed relevant. Obviously, they're not going to talk about stuff that's well in the future, but we did find out some interesting information. So I've gone through and scrubbed through the, the two hours and picked out all the stuff that I thought was interesting. And I just want to shotgun that as uh, we finish up on 
on news for today before I get into uh, other stuff. So Forsaken Shores trailer, that's coming this week. Um, he said that it was right around the same time as the other trailers. So if we look at the Hungering Deep trailer, the Hungering Deep trailer came out May 17th. Hungering Deep came out May 29th. That's 12, 12 days later. Curse Sales trailer went up on July 17th, came out on July 31st. That was 14 days. So I'm going to say that either Tuesday or Thursday this week, we should be getting a Forsaken Shores trailer because that's uh, about two weeks before September 19th when we know that it's actually coming out on International Talk Like a Pirate Day, which I definitely will be. In fact, I'm going to be trying to stream that. Um, Captaincy. Captaincy was brought up once again, and the update right now is still not in current plans. They know they want to do it. They just don't know when. There's a lot of stuff going on with the with the company right now, so just, just be patient. We, we may not get it, but it's definitely something they want to do. The photo album in the captain's quarters uh, being used to upload photos that you take in-game. This was interesting because I, I – and, and this was something that I, I'm pretty sure I talked about on the podcast. If not, I, I've definitely brought it up in other areas. But I've always wondered about the stuff that's actually in the captain's quarters. Uh, the captain's cabin has, for example, that ship, the, the small miniature ship and I always thought it would be really cool if that was how you interacted with the liveries the sails and the uh, the figurehead for the ship if that was how you actually changed those things and everyone could just run up to that and then choose which one they want they said that that kind of stuff is stuff that they like and that that's stuff that is something that that's something that they want to be able to do and it's just a matter of when is a good time to spend time working on those type of assets. So it's something they want to put into future updates. And I'm excited because that is that is a really kind of cool way. It's a way to kind of give us another opportunity to put stuff, um, to, to be able to do, to do stuff for the ship or for yourselves that isn't tied to someone at a an outpost. You know, there's only, there's only six outposts in the world right now with a seventh coming with Forsaken Shores. So the opportunity for us to go back and kind of change that up is is definitely narrowed uh, to where when you're going to be going into an outpost the other things that came up let's see more questions about skelly forts being added uh, they're difficult to test and design for for being able to use ai wise to make sure that pathing is fine and the 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 other skelly forts that are out there the other outposts forts and keeps they're much different as far as layout goes obviously with the ones that we have right now they're all one level there's always a, a little part of water in the middle of it and it's generally there's one one to two good spots that you can kind of get in there to with a ship uh bringing in rowboats is going to change that up and having multiple levels is definitely going to change up the amount of time it takes to get from one area to another as well as where skeletons are going to spawn so they do want to open up those other forts they just want to make sure that they do it right and there's a lot of tests and going on to make sure that things are going well with that. Secondary items or secondary action for all items is something they're eventually going to be working on. The the example of having a cheers emote, you know, like C-H-E-E-R-S, uh, cheering someone as you raise your glass, as you go to toast them uh, when drinking grog as a secondary action. I've come up with other ideas as far as like the speaking trumpet, being able to use it to listen to, to people from far away. Um, I talked about the Kraken. Let's see, more weapons. Uh, be patient. Uh, pet that's definitely going to happen, but not until next year. Uh, yes to having more cursed chest, chests. Uh, that's good. Um, and they're actually talking about more cursed items. And this actually goes into some of the information that they've given us through the expanded pages from the Tales of Sea of Thieves, where we found out, especially with the uh, the, the the with with Wanda, um, that there are going to be items that are cursed, not just cannonballs, uh, but lockets 
cups with Captain Flameheart, stuff like that. So it may not necessarily be cursed chests, but it may be something they just feel like they've kind of really, really kind of ramped up the amount of stuff that's been like cursed. And they might be backing away from that and doing other things in the world as well, too. Uh, let's see. There's uh, There was a question about whether or not the um, harpoons are coming. Yes, eventually they'll, they'll probably be putting in different weapons. Uh, more specific questions about goals for Pirate Legends. I actually kind of, I've, I'm, I'm okay with the prestige thing. That's actually something I would be willing to do um, but they're looking to make actual goals for pirate legends as far as like new quest chime or quest lines and new reputations things like that for them to actually go out and do uh, they prototyped ships or the skeleton ships for ambushing you in the world so the way the megalodon kind of breaches the water and starts following following you around they are working to see about how they can make that happen with the skeleton ships in the world so that it's not limited to just one part of the world one one third of the world where the the cloud is where you actually have to go seeking it out the captain warsmith story will continue probably not soon but we'll probably see her at a later time uh my question actually got answered and this was kind of a big deal for me because i i had initially been talking a lot about lately increasing the amount of ship supplies that uh appear when you start up a ship, something that doesn't translate to when you lose your ship through PvP or through uh, other events, but when you initially start up the game, giving you more supplies to obviously not a lot, but I, I would say anywhere from half to to 100% more would be would be manageable, especially with a new inventory system, to giving us a, a jump to starting our voyage. And he he did talk about that. Mike did actually take some time to address this because he does believe that gathering resources is still something that is part of the experience it does give you a leg up if you've spent time gathering supplies so that you are not necessarily um so you, you know if you've if you've gone out you're not like lost if you if you get attacked by something you'll actually have some supplies and they think of that as part of the gameplay experience and while I understand the, the means behind it, it still doesn't address the amount of time it takes for players to get going in the game. I feel like there needs to be a faster ramp-up time for players to be able to go out and actually do something fun as opposed to picking up bananas and planks. Now, granted, you can do this while you're out doing voyages, but a lot of people get on, especially during events, just to be able to do that event. And the amount of time it takes for them to get prepared for that does cut into the amount of attempts they can do on that. It's just like in WoW, when you're raiding, if you're in a big raiding guild on World of Warcraft and you're doing an event, if you're doing a planned out raid, then you have to come prepared for that raid. And you do that preparation prior to the actual raid time. You get your you get your food, you get your potions, you get your flasks, you get your buffs, you get your gear, you plan it all out, you, you study the engagement, you get in there with the people, and that way you can grind out attempt after attempt after attempt as you work to slowly bring down that boss. Now granted, in World of Warcraft, it does take a a lot more coordination and a lot more effort to take down a boss because there's much more intricate mechanics involved with that, especially during different phases of a boss fight. With Sea of Thieves, it's generally very straightforward. You have something, you kill it. The way you kill it is either with your ship or with you or a combination of the two using the tools that are in the game. They're all very soft tools to be able to give you opportunity to play around with it, just like with Chest of Sorrows on skeleton ships, sinking them without having to do anything to the actual ship because the skeletons don't know to bail water. So I understand the simplicity I just want to make sure that players' time is still being respected. That, um, and and why not? I'll get into it right now. Um, 
I talked about UI unification on a forum post and I took some time to really kind of address it because there's a lot of things going on in Sea of Thieves right now that aren't um, not congruent. Uh, I can't think of the word right now, but basically they, they aren't, they're, they're, it's, it's not uniform. It's not continuous. You're not getting the same experience from thing to thing to thing to thing. And that's something that I think needs some time to be addressed. And I understand that every time you address a UI element, there's a lot of testing involved that goes into it. There's a lot of development and building up around it to change things, especially things that have been kind of put into the game from the very beginning. And I know this is the case and I, I respect Rare for for putting this on the back burner because it's a working system and they're trying to get new stuff out. That being said, talking to three different types of NPCs and having to use different keys to interact with them can be kind of confusing for someone new. Then moving into a new system, the barrel system, the system that everyone seems to really dislike until they get a time until they get time to get that muscle memory back in place. Um, there was a big forum post that Mike put out that basically addressed the barrels. And the inventory system is is a very necessary thing. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to take a break. Let's let's do a quick little audio break so you can stop listening to me for a second. I'll put a little blank in here and then I'll get right back into it. All right. Hopefully that was a quick enough break for you or a good enough break for you. Uh, if not, pause and come back in a little bit. I got a lot to talk about. Um, so with the barrels, we obviously there's going to be a learning curve to that. It's just like when you get a new peripheral at home, you got to work out how you're actually going to be playing with it. You got to get used to the new feel of it, especially with mice and keyboards. You understand this. I don't have to explain it. Uh, with console players, it's going to be a little, little different. It's kind of like going from a regular controller back to an elite controller and then from an elite controller back to a normal controller and missing out on those extra buttons or trying to figure out trying to remind yourself that you have those extra buttons to use them so I'm sure everyone can relate to this at some point that being said get away from the fact that you have to deal with the growing pains of a new UI interface and once you get that down it's it's a great system and it actually puts into the game a brand new philosophy of how to interact with items F to interact X to exit out of it or whatever the uh, Xbox equivalent is I still haven't even gone in to, to look at that I think it's X and B so the way things are right now, we have three different, like if you go talk to Duke, you interact with Duke with the F key. That's fine. But you have to exit out of him by hitting the escape key. Why not exit out of him by either hitting the F key again or hitting the X key to disengage? Same thing with the barkeep. The barkeep you hit R to actually interact with, and there's no indication of how to actually exit out of it. You have to hit escape to get out of the dialogue, but you can still use her to refill your grog. Um, barrels, stuff like that, are F and then X. Same thing with boxes like the um, the crates. The crates are the hardest thing for me to work out how a good way to, to change that interface to make it more intuitive. Right now, you hold R to interact with it, and you hit F to pick it up. Picking it up with F makes sense because that's how you normally interact with objects, and then R is your, your contextual um, key to be able to put items inside those crates and it's tough to try and work that out and I know that they wanted to do that originally and this new system if this new system was put into the game from the very very beginning we would not be having these arguments about what's good and what's bad now because everyone would still would be used to that system and no one can argue otherwise to me everyone thinks that this system is broken or it's bad or 
it's horrible. It takes out a lot of time as you're getting into PvP. Guys, we got put into a PvP-designed build rat adventure and then had the UI changed on us. It's going to be rough. Maybe take some time not PvPing to get comfortable with yourself and with the ship again. Then, when you feel back up to speed, then go start looking for those fights. If that's all you do, you're just going to have to deal with some growing pains. Maybe go fight some gun or some uh, skeleton ships. It's one of those things that I appreciate people's concerns and the concerns that people have are being addressed. Uh, barrels are going to have indicators eventually that will show whether or not there's something in there or not. They're going to be improving the movement after using a barrel. Like right now it's kind of uh, stuck. You kind of have to use the move keys a little bit to move once you've actually disengaged from a barrel. And they're going to be doing the switch between the equipment and the resource tabs to make sure it's a little bit quicker. That and they're putting a radial on the actual cannon. So when you're when you're when you hit F to get into a cannon to actually use it, you can then bring up a radial to be able to select the type of cannonball you want. And it's going to start with, and I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this earlier, it's going to have the contextual, like what you have is the one that shows up in the radial. So things like that are going to improve the system, give us a little bit quicker use, some quick menus to be able to access stuff faster and just kind of get, get used to it. But for right now, it's going to be rough. And I understand that, but given time, everyone's going to come around to this system because it's going to afford a lot more expansion and opportunity. How many times have you been running up to a barrel and all you find is nothing but bananas in it and all you want is planks, especially during curse sales? I can tell you so many times I jumped in the water, went up to a, uh, one of the barrels of plenty and I needed cannonballs. All I found were planks. Didn't care about planks. I had plenty of planks or bananas, tons of bananas. I didn't need bananas till the venom curse. And even then we still, we'll still got through it pretty quickly. But I needed cannonballs and I needed barrels or uh, planks and having each barrel have a potential to have all of those things is amazing because it guarantees that one person or two people or three people can jump in the water and maximize their amount of time in the water getting stuff a lot quicker than just trying to go from barrel to barrel, barrel, barrel. So give it time, spend some time with it. If you have feedback, I encourage feedback. I don't I don't encourage whining. Whining isn't going to fix anything. You have to have a good thing that will actually improve it. Give positive or give feedback where you can actually show like this doesn't make sense. We need something that fixes this problem and then offer that problem a, a solution so that they have an idea of where the community wants to go with it. So many times especially back with um, previous changes, we've said like, okay, ship times are not good on the cursed cruise. So we said we need it to rotate and they rotated it. They, they fixed it. So you, you know, these guys are listening and, and you know, the team is, is doing such a good job at trying to make sure that we're the ones that are helping craft where this future goes. And they have plans. And Mike spent a lot of time writing up a forum post to explain what those plans are without giving too much away. They've already talked about a lot of the stuff that he talked about. If you were, if you're listening to me, you, you should already know that we were planning on getting different stuff coming in the future as far as like um, food, stuff like that, cooking. I'd talked about it since the uh, the Gamescom interview with Joe Neat. He had mentioned uh, that as well as previous streams had mentioned stuff where they wanted to implement different types of cooking. So we knew we were going to getting more food. Plus the shortcut key had been like food barrel for a while or, or just food for using a banana. So the, none of this should come as, as too much of a surprise and you want to give yourself some time to work on it. That's why I suggest going out, getting some low-level voyages and working on skeletons till you get comfortable with the inventory system in a low pressure 
pressure environment. You should always be taking new stuff in with a low pressure environment. That way you're not getting stressed out about it. This game isn't fun when you're stressed out. I think that's going to do the rant. Uh, let's take another break. I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of the stuff that came with the stream. And then I've got some stories. You guys want stories? I think everyone likes the stories. All right. I took a break. You guys took a break. Hopefully everyone got a quick little break. Let's go back into the, the stream. So we found out a lot more information. Uh, let's see. Mike goes into the part about how the gameplay and how as mechanics are added into the world, they'll address. Okay, so I talked about them addressing the overall um, balance of the game. Oh, I remember how I even got into this last part. So yeah, they answered my questions whether or not ship resources will be increased at the start. I didn't actually answer the question that I got answered. No, they won't, but they'll at least kind of keep an eye on that, which I'm fine with. That's fine. As long as they're looking at it, I, I can live with the fact that I have to go get stuff because it hasn't it doesn't seem to take as much time now with the new system giving us barrels that have everything potentially in all in one barrel it takes less time to check each barrel uh with let's see oh oh um will riddles ever be worth doing this was something that was brought up by another person um i i don't know maybe i'm the weird one that likes riddles i actually like running around trying to find out where these things are and then kind of activating them and seeing the cool little thing this was something that was brought up because a lot of people feel like doing a riddle the amount of time it takes to run around an island especially since a lot of the islands tend to trigger a riddle that forces you to go either in the same spot for multiple parts or from one end to the other end of the island and with the bigger islands it's definitely a, a hard thing to swallow so they suggested having trinkets as rewards for activating different parts of a riddle um and i and i think that's pretty cool i think that's a nice idea you know you you unlock something and then as you're you're you know you raise your lantern and something lights up and then a little gem falls out of like a skull and onto the ground and you can pick up that gem and take it with you or someone else can take it and i don't know maybe one day we have a, a satchel like indiana jones and in the the lost crusade or, or last crusader uh what was that crystal kingdom skull I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, maybe you have a satchel that you can put it in for the time being. Since now that we actually have like an inventory system, maybe we can actually have like an inventory system. And instead of cursed cannonballs, we can put trinkets in there. That would be kind of cool. Just saying. Although that totally goes against the whole like, I want to hold a message in a bottle and take it to the table thing. We also found out that the Devil Shroud uh, will expand eastward. And it, and it feels like I learned this forever ago and I've already talked about it, but... Last Tuesday, we did find out that the Devil Shroud will pull back and that the Forsaken Shores is going to be roughly about a third of the map and it will push out westward in the wilds. So we'll actually be able to go up into the wilds to get to the Forsaken Shores, which makes sense because it feels like sulfur has tainted the wilds and that's why it's so ugly looking uh and that that makes a lot of sense there's a lot of volcanic activity out in the forsaken shores we didn't know it till the final till the devil shroud uh rolled back and we and it revealed the the devil's roar and it makes sense it uh, wilds looks like poo and so does the the wild uh the forsaken well forsaken shores looks awesome to be honest but that's because it's active volcanic we're just getting the fallout that's called the wilds so we might as well start calling the wilds fallout something something not 76 uh let's see no character story for the Forsaken Shores like Wanda the Warsmith is going to be added for Forsaken Shores. They actually kind of uh, say that the Forsaken Shores itself is going to be its own type of character. There is, however, a side quest that is 
I believe optional, that will actually have you go out to Forsaken Shores, which makes sense. They're going to have a, a reason for you to want to go out there, and it's probably going to be something that Duke sends you out to go do because Duke is the Dark Lord, and everything he wants you to do is something that will probably try and kill you. But that's okay because he gives us the doubloons, right? And that's where you get the cool cosmetics from him. No risk, no reward. Is that, is that how it goes? Anyway, uh, will we ever be able to purchase supplies? Yes, that is something that they want to do. They do want us to be able to bargain with goods as well, too. And this actually kind of goes into the whole merchant thing that Joe Neat talked about at Gamescom, where we're going to be having this new introduction to Merchant Alliance quests where you have valuables that you will transport for people. And those trans or those transported valuables will depreciate in value if you don't bring them in pristine condition, you know, with the rum or the silk or the plants. That is something that they're looking to do. And that kind of goes back into my idea of having a coin purse or a satchel, something that you can carry your gold in, that you can change the gold to divvy up, you know, things. Say, say you want to purchase supplies from someone, a coin purse would be a nice way to transfer that gold to that person in exchange for supplies. Same thing with the actual uh, merchants that you're bargaining these items with. If they actually handed you gold as opposed to just giving you gold in a little UI element at the top screen. I'm sure this is all stuff that, that costs time and energy and effort to, to build, to test, to implement. I'm just hoping that we get that at some point. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully it sounds crazy. It sounds absolutely ridiculous. I want Rare to push content out. Take time with it. Right now, they're, they're slated to have three more content updates by the end of the year. I think that's slipped. I think we're only going get to get two more. I'm happy with one more. If we have the little Bilge Rat events going on for two weeks, that's fine. Two weeks, you get two events. That's a whole month. Push out an event for another month and a half. I'd, I'd be fine if we didn't have Forsaken Shores till October if we got another Bilge Rat adventure in between because the content drops that they're putting in are starting to have more repercussions with bugs. And I want them to be able to, to have the pioneers test things, to be able to have them find the, the issues that are coming with the content and to give us the ability to, because stuff's already getting data mined. We already have stuff for Forsaken Shores and it's not even out yet. It's still two weeks out. We know it's coming thanks to uh, data miners out there. Not something that everyone is interested in, but, and I'll probably be talking about that stuff later on at, at the end of the episode when I can flag a, a spoiler warning. But with each build red adventure, we're getting big changes. Um, I mean, the doubloons in, in themselves was a big change. The gunpowder kegs having fuses was a big change and a big gameplay change. And having big content drops come shortly after that is sometimes maybe too jarring for people that are coming back to the game for the content updates. I know I spoke with the Rapture Replay crew tonight and they hadn't been playing for about three weeks. And when they came back, there was a new inventory system, there was a new flag, there was a whole bunch of stuff that changed that you know if they're not keeping up on that it's going to be a really jarring experience and it's going to cut into their play session time for them just to get reacquainted with stuff that's going on in the world so that being said going back to to the to the mixer stream i know i've been really ranty but it's because there's so much that's changing and i want to make sure i address it because it's all good i just don't i don't want us to trip uh, as we cross the finish line with 
ghost liveries, will those get an update to glow more? They're looking into this. Hopefully we'll get an update on what they decide they want to do soon rather than later. I know for my part, I was actually hoping that they glow a bit more. Uh, not as much as like the, the legend unicorn, maybe a little bit down from that and definitely not nearly as much as the, uh, the, the Reaper's Mark. The next item was, will Forsaken Shores add a burning mechanic to the game? No, but that's a very good idea. Uh, any new voyage or any new quests for legends, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so that was kind of questions uh, about legends, whether or not they're getting stuff. No, they will be getting weapons soon. They've already seen these, and it's kind of cool that uh, that those are coming eventually, hopefully very soon. Ghost ghost weapons is what I want, man. I will drop the gold for ghost weapons. I'll skip deliveries. Just give me that that broken sword and the uh, the little flying bits of eye of reach and whatnot. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, someone asked about pets and if Joe Neat could be a pet. They said they'll ask him, but only if he's the cheapest pet at one gold, suggested MSRP. Uh, can we have grenades? That goes back to weapons, whether or not we're going to be able to have expanded types of weapons. They said as far as weapons go, yes, they want to have expanded weapons, but they also want to make sure that they give us more types of weapons before they give us different types of ammo. So the curse sales, uh, the curse cannonballs is basically the first implementation of different types of ammo. Now we're going to be getting more weapons and then eventually we'll get more their different ammo for those weapons. Uh, pig, hunger, something they should... Oh, oh, this was something that someone asked whether or not they could take a look at how mu or how soon pigs get hungry. Uh, pigs get hungry every four to five hours. So plan on plan on every four to five minutes uh, in-game. And in-game, it's it's four to five hours that they get hungry. That makes sense. If you're, if you're not eating every four to five hours in real life, you're going to be really hungry and you're going to whine about it. So it makes sense that the pigs would too. It's just... An hour in game time is a minute in real life, so we have to factor that in. Just set a timer for it. You'll be fine. Female clothes or pirates uh, getting more interesting clothing to show off tattoos and scars. I agree with this. Uh, I think that the, the lack of customization for female pirates is definitely lacking they get a dress or they get male clothing that's it or they don't wear anything and they wear ba wear bandages and that's that's a kind of a, a, a an assumption made on made for for women basically that they they only want to wear dresses and if they don't want to wear dresses then the only alternative is male clothing that's not I don't know. I think Rare's a lot more progressive than that. I think they can maybe take a look at that and put some different stuff in. They even recognize that it's a big request. Uh, ship names were asked about. That kind of falls into the captaincy thing. That's just a matter of time. And then uh, uh, Captain Nightmare asked about the, the variance in gun ammo. So that's that's going to cover it as far as the mixer stream. I ranted a lot during that, but I think I have valid enough points in those rants to justify the time spent on them. So hopefully you do too. I'd love to hear some more thoughts on how you guys feel about this stuff. We got a ton of information this week. This week was insane as far as what happened. Not just the, the whole thing about barrels, but just uh, the amount of content that we got this week was crazy crazy and i'm not done i'm not done because i haven't even talked about what my thoughts on for the next uh actually you know what this week i'm not going to talk about my captain's log because all i did was i jumped into a loot and lore game show at the very end and we we uh, i jumped aboard a, a sloop killed two very scared pirates dropped their anchor and then a horde of people from uh, frosty's sloop went and dumped a whole bunch of treasure on them and then we just left them and they just had they they probably had at least two maybe three grand worth of treasure on their ship when we left them. Uh, so if if someone's chasing after you and we're saying that we're trying to give you treasure and it's like eight people on a sloop, maybe stop. 
Maybe, maybe not force me to go kill you. Okay, so I didn't even kill them on purpose. They shot me first, okay? I, they rammed into an island. I jumped on. I repaired their ship. I bailed their water. And then they rewarded me by shooting me in the face with a blunderbuss. Thankfully, it didn't kill me. But I was a little upset, just a little. So I had to murder them. And, and I, I murdered, I tried to make it as quick as possible. You know, some people are going to run. I can't stop that. But I tried to end it quickly. At which point I dropped the sails, or not dropped the sails, I dropped the anchor, and then eight or nine people jumped on their ship, and we just gave them a whole bunch of treasure, and as soon as they came back, we jumped off and left, and that was it. Uh, let's see, oh, the, uh, I, I also went and had a good time with um, my favorite PvPers, I, I got Gets Me a Beer and uh, Thorwath, we went out on a brig, and we were doing, we were trying to do the, the we were trying to look for cursed cannonballs to basically do some of the Order of Soul stuff, and, but we had to complete a voyage, and when you complete a voyage with a Reaper's Mark up, you're going to get targeted, so we got targeted we were at cannon cove uh in the bay we um we had a galleon sneak up on us because uh, we were all on the island because we were, were pretty confident pirates we didn't really think that much was going to happen that we couldn't handle well they they came in they sailed in and it was a group of four uh level 10 athena pirate legends uh, they had the sails and the hats and uh, everything for athena's voyages and they sailed up and they just blasted us and we lost it so the next time that we found them, they beelined it for us, by the way. They took all our skulls, they sailed them, and then we, we spawned nearby uh, Crook's Hollow and started working on Crook's Hollow for stuff uh, after we kind of gotten our new ship. And as we're sitting at Crook's Hollow, we're keeping a tabs on this galleon that's sailing around with a Reaper's Mark up. And as they're slowly making their way across from the shores of Plenty and the wilds over to the ancient isles where we were we were parked, we, we kind of met them head on. And... It was a really amazing difference because the three of us handily took that fight. And we didn't get a chance to sink them because we actually ended up running out of cannonballs and they ran. So they sailed towards us. And as they were sailing towards us, they were kind of dead on point at us, you know. And they tried to turn to try and make sure that they got a good broadside on us. But we had been sitting on the north point of uh, Crook's Hollow for a while anticipating this. In fact, because they were heading into the headwind, it actually was antagonizing just waiting for them to slowly creep up upon us. I was very happy at the fact that... My first shot was a cursed cannonball, and it was an anchor ball, and I landed it. And as soon as they were turning, I landed the anchor shot. They turned, they stopped, and they were stuck. They couldn't do anything. They had to raise their anchor. Then shortly after that, we got a peace ball on them, and their cannons went up. We, at that point, switched over to regular cannons and just started laying into them. We we dumped so many cannons into them. It was amazing. So it's, it's one of those things where a good crew with the right curses, cursed cannonballs can make a big difference in an engagement. So that's all I'm going to talk about as far as the cursed cannonballs and my story and all that stuff. Let's get into the first mate's tale because I saw a good one from Spook today and I want to cover that. All right, first mate's log. Let's take this story from the Discord from Spook who's a very good pirate. This story starts as any other. A crew of random ruffians stalks a galleon to the brim with supplies and gathers an alliance of sorts. Successful in their endeavors to sink the venomous crew of the Black Viper and collect some loot, they decide to take on the Siren's Gale. Replenishing some supplies, the, two, uh, the two-thirds of the trusty alliance, a sloop and a galleon, rendezvous and prepare to sail against the skeleton crew. Waiting nearly two full days, the crews decide to carry on whilst their galleon is is held in reserve collecting a few more resources. They fight valiantly, yet nearly perish due to the overwhelming strategy of cursed cannonballs used against
advance their sails. The crews wash ashore some distance away and scramble to restock as much as they can, but also make haste to return. In their dash back to the battle, they see their second galleon in reserve, if you will, and its crew relaxing on the beach, building sand castles and some other dishonorable activity. Two of our crew hop aboard their ship as we pass and silently raise the anchor, only to be rudely interrupted by one of their crew while we were commandeering the ship. A small inter-alliance scuffle breaks out upon the deck, leaving one survivor. Knowing my aim is poor at times, they call me two-patch spook for a reason. I climb the crow's nest and lay some red eggs alit for him on the deck. The damage is done and the ship is sunk. Alliance flags are burned shortly after, so the galleon and the sloop, the two-thirds of the honorable alliance they once were, reunite and reform under a new banner. They sail to the wilds, confront the siren's gale with all their might, running Cheyenne supplies with the passing of the first wave. In desperation, their bloodthirsty crewmen, animals some say, begins pilfering supplies from the very skeleton ships they seek to sink. I've robbed them blind. You can sink them with their own cannonballs. We'd hear him call from the belly of the enemy ships. And we did, for another wave at least. But that just wasn't enough. We fought on and on, running so low. Each shot had to count, and each patch had to hold. But alas, we eventually gave way to the pressing in on our hull. Sinking, we scrambled yet again. One to the enemy, another to the ship, and one more to the sloop to help keep them afloat. Buckets became our shields and our swords as galleons hastily made way to return. For a full half day, two strangers fought to keep the sloop afloat, their efforts preventing the inevitability only so long. But as they bailed bucket after bucket from their ship to the sea, the others too bailed from the sea to the ships of our enemies. One, then two, then a third, and a fourth did sink under the weight of water from which they were born. Cheers and elation flowed readily until the final call did sound with the captain's ship coming to strike us down. The sloop buckled and broke under the barrage as the galleon returned billowed to full cannons blazing as a lone cannoneer did fire shot after shot into the ships with pure precision. A ronin of sorts, some would say, blazing in to save the day. Returning to their ship after the dip with the sharks, the crew took them down with buckets, cannons, and curses of their own. Finally, the captain gave way and yielded his loot, which was lost to the sea while they struggled to keep afloat. That damned Meg showed up at the end and bit into everything again and again. Spook, thank you for that story. That was amazing. It sounds all too familiar. <laughs> I have to tell you, man, there's a lot of times where you get to those last few ships in that cursed crew, and then Meg would decide to grace us with her appearance, only to sink us as swiftly as we sunk the galleon crews. All right, pirates. I'm going to do one review, and then this is going to mark the point where I actually call out the spoiler warning. So, got one five-star review. Ahoy, this be a great show. Podastery says... High-quality professional podcasting at its finest. Well done, Captain Logan. Thank you very much for the five-star review. If you would like to leave a review, you can always do so on iTunes. It helps bring discoverability for the show, especially for other pirates out there looking for Sea of Thieves news in a way that doesn't necessarily have to be conveyed through YouTube or through a visual means. It's great for people that just have time that they want to sit in their car driving or take maybe someone to the to soccer practice. You never know. So there's lots of ways you can always reach out to me. The Twitter 
Twitter is probably the best way. It's at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. If you want to send me an email, feel free to do so. It's C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can always reach me in game at C-A-P-T A-I-N L-O-G-U-N. Just Captain Logan. That's my gamer tag. You can also join the Discord too. That's probably a great way to meet other pirates to sail with as well too, especially if you're new to the game and are looking to find out what's going on with this new stuff. Feel free to join my Discord. The links are always going to be in the show notes. And I do try to stream this from time to time, even though my computer doesn't like it. I do try to put down some streams. I streamed the uh, Crunch Challenge from Frosty from Loot and Lore Game Show. The other day, he put out a call to uh, some of us, and then it spread out from there to eat a whole banana, peel and all. I recorded it. I put it on YouTube, and man, it, it, it was rough. It was really rough. It's six minutes of me trying to chew down a, a full banana, It's it's but it's got some music, so at least it's good to listen to. That being said, I'm going to do this as the spoiler warning. If, if you do not want to know about Forsaken Shores stuff, then now is the time where you can go ahead and turn off the podcast. I'm not going to be offended. I don't care about the analytics. This is the time you can safely step out and go ahead and say like, okay, I'm done listening to it. I just want to find out what's coming with Forsaken Shores when it actually comes. Now, don't forget, we're also getting the, uh, we're also getting the, um, the trailer this week. It's not officially out there that we're getting it, but we're getting it. I know we got to be getting it this week. So keep an eye out on the YouTube for that from Sea of Thieves as well. That being said, spoiler warning, spoiler, 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 noises, all that good stuff. Let's get into what we found out. Thanks to the Crew of Thieves team, they went and data mined all this information just like they did with the islands. We found out about the islands um, uh, with the upcoming announcement of Forsaken Shores coming out. We saw that the the cosmetics are coming for, for Forsaken Shores. There's three sets of cosmetics that are in entries right now for the for the future content the blacksmith set is the first one everything you see here is going to be a brown with uh, bits of iron and a lot of the iron is looks like it's hot out of the the forge basically it's it's still looking to be molded so it's very rough uh looks like you've got a lot of leather on as well as um stuff kind of being more of like a, a molten lava feel in fact the sword itself still looks like it's it's being forged uh in in lava it's really kind of cool it looks like a torch with a long blade that's curved up uh all of the clothing it looks like blacksmith clothing it's all all draped in leather and you've got bits of iron that are are tacked on with rivets that are still hot same thing with like the speaking trumpet and the spyglass even the instruments themselves still look like they're hot from the iron um the eye patch looks like it's still molten lava and there's a figurehead that is part of the blacksmith liveries that is a dragon breathing fire that looks like it's being held captive by hot iron raw or um, uh, uh, beams basically tacked onto the front of your ship it looks really awesome uh you're also going to have like hooks uh, shovel, tankard, all that good stuff, speaking trumpets, uh, peg leg, ship liveries, belts, lanterns, all that kind of good stuff. It's all all very rough, very rugged. It looks like it's a blacksmith stuff, and it's going to be the new kind of black and red motif that you can do out in the world. The next set is called the crab set, or at least in the, in the game they're saying it's called a crab set. Everything here, it looks like it's part of crab shells, um, blue and, and red crab shells, respectively, for the different types of crabs in the Caribbean. The liveries are beautiful. It's a blue with a splash of red and a giant crab symbol. The sword is epic looking. It looks like a giant, long, thin 
claw, uh, like a leg, basically, from a, from a giant crab. The jacket has bits of crab tacked onto it, and the, uh, the, the buckles, the clips, look like claw uh, hands holding um, gold pieces. The different parts of the liveries are uh, black and red with uh, blue markings on them around like the um the railing uh the gun ports and the uh, the front of the ship with the uh, the the description or with the actual um little decal that's on the front there some of the the, the hook it looks like a claw it looks like crabby from from pokemon it, it looks amazing the hurdy-gurdy is spiky it's amazing uh the the lantern god everything just looks so cool the figurehead itself looks like a, a, a crab that's kind of holding onto the front of the ship upside down it, it looks awesome uh some of the other things that are coming with the um the peg leg for example looks like a, a leg itself from a, a crab the last set is one that we're actually going to be a little more familiar with and that's going to be the kraken set and i'm wondering if this is something where this will be part of because remember a while back they talked about how they wanted to implement rewards for taking down the Meg or taking down the Kraken. We already have rewards in cursed ships with the loot that you get. But taking down a Kraken and, cra and taking down a Megalodon offer no rewards. I'm wondering if the Kraken set is something that's going to be tied into a story or if this is just kind of a fun cosmetics that are, they're going to be adding to the game eventually. We don't know when any of this is going to be done because of data mining. We just know that these assets are in the, the game already. They're just not implemented right now. The Kraken stuff looks amazing. Uh, all the metal parts have look like tentacles uh, that have kind of been holding on to items. The liveries are very faded shades of, of red and black, but the top of the ship looks like it has Kraken blood seeping down from the edges. The weapons uh, look amazing. They're, they're purple and they have pieces of metal that look like claws or beaks at the ends of them the way a Kraken mouth would look. The concertina is amazing. The keys that you press in look like eyes from a Kraken and there's giant spikes around the outsides of it. The clothing is epic. There's uh, The dress looks amazing. It's very asymmetrical. It's purple with blue and it has a, an under coat uh, down at the bottom of the, the, the dress that actually looks like it's it might be like an iridescent uh, like pearl color. The sword especially looks amazing. It's wicked bent and it's got an amazing uh, guard around the, the actual hilt. And the blade looks like it still suffers from cursed blood from stabbing a kraken. It's amazing. It lo everything looks like it's just kind of dripping with kraken blood. The lantern looks like an eye that has been encased in a, in a, in a glass globe and you hold it up and it, it just looks like the eye of sauron it's hilarious at, at that from thinking about that but it looks amazing and it's got like iron iron bits on the top and bottom that make it look like there's a beak kind of closing in over it the figurehead is like an octopus and this is something that actually kind of harkens back to the original launch trailers where we saw assets of an octopus but we've never seen anything in game outside of the the outside of just the the wheel that we know is something that they might potentially put in as a ship customization along with the capstans and the cannons 
uh, or at least the cannons and the cannon trucks. So all of the, the sails for the this look amazing because it actually shows like the tentacles coming up around what looks like a galleon, but the, the sails are all tattered the way like the, the level 10 Athena's sails are tattered. Um, it's just, it looks so good. They've, they've done such an amazing job with these cosmetics. If, if you want to spoil yourself, you're going to be treated. It's just going to be a lot harder to wait for these, these contents, uh, this content to get into the game. And since Forsaken Shores has had the longest lead time, it's tough to know if this is what we can expect from the Hungering Deep team, who's now currently working on the content update that will come after Forsaken Shores, which hopefully with, God, I don't even know when this is going to happen. I don't even know. I have no clue when we're going to find out more about. I thought for sure at the end of Gamescom that we would find out when we were going to be getting the next content drop uh, and then what the next content drop after Forsaken Shores was going to be. Now, we did find out the, the, the actual date for Forsaken Shores, but we still have no clue except for Fall Snails, whatever that rhymes with, to get the, the next content update. I'm still leaning towards Mermaids with Tall Tales and the, the tales that sailors would, would talk about when they were talking about being uh, lost at sea and then hearing sirens call and then breaching rocks as they were called into uh, dangerous areas by those sirens. So... Who, who knows? Um, that, oh, I think that's going to... i got to wrap this up. i got to actually get this all together and then get it out for you for tomorrow. Pirates, that's going to do it. Um, if you listen through this and you feel uh, hurt because I, I spoiled stuff for you, um, I tried to give you as much warning. I don't know what to tell you. I, I still love you, though. That being said, again, just to reiterate, if you have positive feedback, feel free to share it. There's plenty of ways to do it um, for, for the barrel system, not not for me. If you want to tell me stuff, feel free to tell me stuff. If you, if you don't like what I say or if you do like what I say, I, I'm, I'm open to suggestions as, as to make things better. Um, so far, everyone seems to really love it, and I love you guys for loving it. Uh, I couldn't be happier with this. That being said, that's going to do it for this episode of Keelhauled. I hope you love it. It's probably, I, I haven't figured out how long this is going to be, but hopefully it's, it's not too long. Hopefully it's long enough. I, I, everyone wants something different, but I love you all the same. Anyway, Pirates, thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.